This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't That's suck. That's right. I would say it never sucks. Some days are better than others. It doesn't ever suck. Don't jinx us, Al. We're just getting started here. Fair point. That is CeeLo. Jerry Recco is off. He's a vacationing with his family somewhere in America. That's all I'll say. He is somewhere in America. He did uh, take to Twitter yesterday asking me for tipping advice on something. But my response from now on is just going to be just on Twitter. When someone asks me what they should tip, 100%. 100%. Yeah, because no matter what you say, someone calls you cheap. Right. It'd be like, oh, so I would uh, tip 50%. You cheap bastard. When did we, I see... I heard that you the yesterday's discussion where what did you tip fifty bucks on a hundred and twenty dollar bill something like that yeah was that but, what it was but it was a, it was a gift card that so, was given to so me so what when did when did twenty percent no longer become good enough is what I'd like to know well that, I missed that memo I didn't get that memo well the gift card was given to me by the restaurant toll okay oh okay so I so felt like. So you no, if I had a gifted. regular gift card, right. that, like let's say you gave me a gift card for my birthday yeah, and I went like, there, no, 20%. Okay. I'm a 20% so tipper. came from the restaurant. Yeah. All right, that makes a little more sense. Jerry so. had dined there. The guy gave him a gift card to give to okay. me. Okay, well, that's me to fair. Come in. Fine, fine. Yeah. So but, then but, I felt like. But still, like, even you just said, unless unless you say 100%, someone's going to, why? Yes. Why, why? When did that become a thing? And now with uh, once COVID hit, we started tipping Picking up orders twenty percent right. because you're supposed to feel bad for the businesses and what, which I get. I, I understand. And now they say that's the thing now. Now that's a standard that has become standard tipping. Right. is when you go to pick up, which never used to. If you went to go pick up a pizza, would you ever tip no. on that? Why? No. Why they made now the, you're tipping twenty well, percent? Unless I'm going to go in there like Cosmo Kramer and make the pizza myself. Slide like, it that's in yourself. Part of what I'm paying for. Right. Come on now. Well, I always think of that like when you go to a, a place like a coffee shop and they have a tip jar. I was like, well, the reason is coffee's four fifty, and not eight cents is because I didn't make it at home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this has become a problem, right? Uh, ever the prices are going up everywhere. Yeah, inflation. Right? They My say wife, we're going to go into inflation. Yeah, but then yesterday that all the, the that was that was coming back down towards normal levels. I, I don't know the not technical inflation. terms, but the I you think know, the, the technical term is non-inflation. Yeah, the bond market or whatever was you know creeping back down to normal levels, but. It seems like, oh, okay, the pandemic and business, so everyone's just going to raise prices. Meanwhile, our salaries going up? No. No, they're not. My wife and I, uh, Monday was our anniversary, so we pushed the kids off to my parents, and we, you know, got a little takeout hibachi. So we didn't go and sit down and, you know, go through the whole thing with the fire, and they cooked the food in front of you. We picked it up. We wanted to bring it home and eat it and enjoy a movie and just relax. So we went online to find the menu to pick out what we were going to order. They have the prices listed. Fine. Sabachi. You know, you get all inclusive. You get the noodles. You get the rice, the vegetables, the shrimp, 
appetizer and then whatever protein you 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 pick. So I go to pick it up, and right when you walk in is the sign. Oh well, due to you know our distributor prices have increased. You know here are our new prices for them. It's like. Wouldn't you update that on the menu? Like yes. I went and ordered it. So my the point is prices seem to be going up everywhere, whether it's gas prices, food prices, just everything. Yet those of us that work for a living, I feel like if anything, you're taking pay cuts. Right. So how does that work? That's inflation. Yeah. Now when you went, when you picked up the hibachi and went home, did you make an onion stack that you lit on fire like they do? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh no. I don't oh, have that missed, kind of talent. Well no. then you missed out. Did yeah. you did you did you fling a shrimp into your wife's mouth? <laughs> I did not. I did not. <laughs> All right. Well, probably should have. That would have made re- it a little more realistic. Did you really get the hibachi experience? Then? No, we didn't. We paid the hibachi price. You did. The hibachi food was good, but we missed out on the experience. That's yeah. the other interesting thing too, like with restaurants and takeout during COVID, is the takeout price is the same as if you dine in, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know that I can get by. It's just this, you know. The expectation, fine. People want to call me cheap, whatever. The expectation to tip, like I always tip was for the service. Right. For somebody, you know, kind of going above and beyond the call of duty. And listen, I love to, in fact, you know, my wife always gets on me for being an over-tipper. But listening to you in a Twitterverse, it sounds like maybe not. Maybe I'm right. a cheap bastard. You I don't might know. be a cheap. I mean, jeez. Good Lord. Cela, what happened in this Yankee game last night? I see that the Yankees won 5-4, which is awesome. Yeah. First of all, well, John Sterling called... Aaron Judge hit one home run, right? Correct, yes. And by the way, it was a shot. He hits bombs in Seattle. I mean, it's a it thing. was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Stanton hit a bomb the night before. The Yankees hit well there. That was the 10th straight road series they've won in Seattle, so they play well there. I mean, he crushed the ball. He did. Then how long after the Aaron Judge actual home run did John Sterling see a replay on yeah. his monitor and call as if it was yet another home run. Was it innings later? I was just trying to figure that out based on, and I have to go back to our, you know, the raw feed of our Yankee broadcast to confirm this. But based on the timestamps of the posts on Twitter, I, I want to say it was Judge's next at bat, which I believe was at the end of the next inning. That would make sense. So Judge comes up to bat after the home run. Yeah. The broadcast shows the last time Judge was up, he hit this massive home run. Right. Sterling glances down at the monitor and calls another home run. Yes. And then realizes it was a, a replay. And pretty quickly, you know, the, the whole the play-by-play cut is like 20 seconds or so. So it wasn't like, you know, he let that carry on for a right. while. And honestly, if you look at the video feed with the audio overlaid, the replay as it starts on yes is the wide shot. You know, it wasn't like some zoomed in or different version or they didn't have, you know, hey, instant replay or here's the drive of the game or whatever, you know, the, with the graphics on the screen. It was just here's the pitcher, here's Judge, the wide shot you'd normally see. So I could understand why he might have, you know, Judge was at bat. Right. It wasn't like somebody else was at bat and he said it. So I get it. So this wasn't really a sterling goof up as much as it was the situation that he and Susan and many broadcasters are in calling games off of monitor. I think that you know he, he there are he has the screw ups from time to time so it draws the attention and people like to poke fun at him but in this case and he even said it I'm sorry you know I'm watching on a monitor what well, I'm not what am I supposed to do and Susan had his back and we'll, we'll hear it you know later on when we get into the to the show with Boomer and Geo but it's a product of their situation, their environment right now. So, it, I mean, it, it's its bound to happen. Um, you hear some other play-by-play guys maybe not make mistakes, but you can hear the hesitation in their voice because they can't see the whole field. 
see what's going on, especially on plays where runners are in motion, right? Maybe there's a, a play at the plate or you think there's going to be a play at the plate, but you can't see where the other runners are because they're just showing you the one shot of where the ball is. Yeah, and Susan seems ticked at this whole situation more yeah. than others that I've heard. I think they're both ticked, but yeah, Susan doesn't disguise it at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. They've been doing it for how many years? Yeah. And all of a sudden now, you know, these restrictions are being pulled down. And I don't know how many other teams, if any, have gone back to, you know, regular proceedings. Like, I don't know. They're, they're certainly far from the only broadcast team that's dealing with the same thing for these road games. But, you know, it's New York. It's the Yankees. You know. It, a couple of years ago, before there was such a thing as a pandemic, in my head I always thought, if I ran a company and I wanted to cut costs. Yeah. Why would I be sending these broadcasters on the road in hotels and per diems and all that stuff? They've done it before COVID for lesser events. Like, I think they started doing it for the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. You know, some college games, you'd see it a Lower lot level. happen. Yeah, yeah, which which I get. But we're, you're now seeing over an extended period of time where right. you're going to lose some things along the way. The people that are doing that job, it's going to be hard for them to do the job as well as they normally would. Now, I used to, I, I first started thinking about that a couple years ago when I'd be watching the NFL, and you would see on your TV what was clearly a fumble or clearly, you heard, you saw something clear, and the broadcasters were acting like they weren't sure what happened. Yeah. I'm like, it's right on my monitor, on my TV at home. I can clearly see that ball is out. Yeah. Why can't you see it? Because you're so high in the sky looking down. But Jerry Recco noted play by play broadcaster says that when you're not when you're not uh, when you're watching off a monitor you can't see the whole field so like in football analysts can break down coverages they see everything Tony Romo does sure. right yeah so but you're right now that now that we're getting multiple games a full season of people sitting in a broadcast center watching off monitor, you see what it really is. Yeah, the NFL is tricky because obviously the field is so large and you've got guys that are, you know, running out of the what would be the TV shot. And that's why people love to, oh, I got to watch the film. I got to go back and watch the <laughs> all 22 to see what was happening on the play, what was the coverage, what was happening on the other side of the field. Because you don't get that always on the TV broadcast, especially from the angle, you know, the traditional sideline angle. You can't quite see it as much. Certain guys are out of view. You can't see what the quarterback sees unless they give you that, like, behind the quarterback view with that camera that's now suspended kind of over the field. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you're broadcasting the game football-wise and you're just watching the monitor, you know, you might miss a critical part of the play that doesn't allow you to, to, to fully describe it. Now, uh, Domingo Herman was supposed to start last night's Yankee game. Yeah. He did not because of an emergency root canal. Right. But then he pitched in the game. He did. He came in in the, in the middle of the game. I think it was. Was he getting his root canal during the start of the game? Yeah, I was. I don't think so. In the locker room? Boone, you know, he spoke about it in the, his pregame Zoom. Um, but I guess since it was an emergency thing, maybe they didn't want to cut it too close. You know, these pitchers are creatures of habit, and they got to go through there. It's not like they just show up at game time. Okay, I'm ready to go. You know, there's a long process involved beforehand. But, yeah, it's interesting. I guess they just backed it up a little bit, and he was able to go through his process, and then he entered the game, and I think it was the fourth inning. And he was warming up earlier than that, which would make sense, you know, give him some more time. He's not a reliever who can just get loose in maybe 10 or 12 pitches. He's got to go through his whole routine. So at least he was able to get through the game because Nick Nelson, who they 
started uh, in this emergency spot, didn't even get out of the first inning. He was terrible. Now, Domingo Herman, like if he just had the root canal, right, his mouth was probably still numb. He probably could have taken a line drive right off his face. <laughs> uh, yeah, he might not have felt it initially, yeah. but he might have had to go back for some follow-up dental work then if he took a line drive. I don't even feel face. that line drive to my face because yeah. I'm numb. Now, a root canal, they open up your tooth, right? And I, then they take the nerve out. Yeah. That's crazy. It's not good. You ever have that root I canal? haven't, no. Me thankfully, neither. But at some point, you never know. I guess yeah. it's possible. So something I would not look forward to. Obviously. Pull the root out. That's weird. But, but then I think that's where the nerves are. So once you, they pull that root out, you do anything to that tooth. I suppose. You ever eat something where you feel yourself getting the cavity as you're eating it? Not as I'm eating it. Like where it hurts your teeth? Mm, not, probably not as I'm eating it, but maybe like a little bit after. I can I can feel it like you get a little bit of an ache or yeah. I'll go to brush my teeth and they're like extra sensitive yeah. and I'm like, oh, I guess I had a little too, a little too much sugar or something today. Not good. For me, Swedish fish. Yeah. Like I love a Swedish fish, but it hurts my teeth to to chew it. Yeah. And then especially anything you get like that's sort of a gummy like that. Yeah, gummy. That gets stuck in there. That's a problem. You got to brush that out right away. And now we have everything gummies. You get all your medications gummy for Yeah. I'm big on the, the vitamin gum. I do the Yeah, I love vitamin. a gummy. Yeah. I'll take anything gummy. gummy. Yep. Same. I'm waiting for like Advil to come out and tile in all gummies. <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind, you know, swallowing Advil here or there for a yeah. headache, but it's like, okay, if I have the option of having a tasty right. vitamin, why the heck not? You right, know? like you're right. The multivitamin gummy, sure. delicious. Right. It feels like a, like I'm eating a Swedish fish. Yeah, like a little snack. Yeah. Yep. Had I'm mine this morning vitamins. before I came left for work. I did read somewhere though that they they say that the gummy doesn't absorb as well. I'm sure not. Yeah, not as effective. But uh, I, but don't worry, aren't you one of the guys that that basically said vitamins are made up and like they don't really do anything or Yeah, I but I do that? take them now, so oh, who knows. Okay. I don't know what. But I may be <laughs> eating it just cuz it tastes like candy now. Right. Yeah, if that option wasn't there. Yeah. You'd be my, you'd poo poo it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> they're not really doing anything for me. If I had to swallow the one, the regular large vitamins, not interested. No. Put it in a gummy that. form. Right. Give it to me. Yeah. I found that the, the like the large pills, like the ones you got to swallow, they would yeah. sometimes make me like nauseous yeah. if I didn't have enough food with it as well. Right. Yeah. But your stomach's got to absorb that. Mm. Now the Yankees have an afternoon game here in uh, Seattle. Four ten start local. Yep. What would that be in Seattle? Three hours behind. One, one, one ten. ten. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Montgomery Pacific. against some fella named Logan Gilbert. Gumby's pitching today for the Yanks. Gumby is his nickname? Gumby's his nickname. They all have them. Where obviously. did that come from? I'm not sure. Montgomery, Gumry, Gumby. And Does, he kinda, he's kind of like, I think the guy, and this is total speculation, he has a little bit of that sort of looseness to him, like the way he throws. Elastic and, like Gumby? Yeah, a little bit. Like he's just kind of one of those guys that could kind of just turn into liquid and like slip through a like a vent He's or mushy. something. Yeah, he looks like that a little bit. No muscle tone. That's I mean that's my guess speculation. Yeah. And combine that with the gummery in his name. What's Domingo Herman's nickname? Good question. Because you played the clips yesterday yeah. of Aaron Boone and then yeah, I listened. Sanchi, Judgy, <laughs> yeah. G for Stanton. Right. Yes, and I listened Chappy. Chappy, Guardy. Yeah, I listened to him on a Cartner Roberts yesterday. He had all the Knicks. Oh, he hit the yeah, going right down the bingo yeah, card. Yeah, right down the list. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Um, I don't think I've heard him. In fact, I was just listening to him talk about Herman, and I think he called him Domingo or Herman. So, I guess he doesn't have an an Aaron Boone nickname. Oh, hasn't hasn't earned that just yet. Hasn't established himself enough to get the Herman or the uh, the Boone nickname. What about Toothy? Since he had the root canal situation, there you go. 
They could work that in. We now. got two fee yeah. going today. <laughs> I, on the other side, I see though. We'll cover a little bit of Mets action. What else do I have here for you? Got a little Trevor Bauer weirdness. Uh, we got a uh, lug nut through a windshield. Oh boy, a Is that your windshield. With- not my windshield, oh. though. Well, you just windshield. had it replaced, so I thought I did. something that'll repair. happen. You get the new windshield, and then on day one, it cracks again. I once replaced the windshield twice in two weeks. <laughs> That's not what you want. I got uh, a Kurt Warner biopic, which looks terrible. We'll do it all <laughs> on the other side. Uh, the warm-up show with Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jerry, less talk, more rock. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I wanted to be a radio DJ, like for rock music. Yeah, why didn't you do that? Because like even back then, it was like the late 80s, early 90s. They would run liners like, less talk, more rock. I'd be like, they don't even want me talking. That's a good point. And that was in the 80s, yeah. 90s. People don't tune in for the chatter. They tune in for the music. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I did do, when I worked with Booker at K-Rock, we did do a hybrid sort of thing. Uh And you would annoy the people that wanted to hear the music. And then you would annoy the people that wanted to hear the talk when you were playing the music. Can't have the blend. Can't have a blend. It's a tough blend. Yep. People are here to hear you speak now, though, so that's good. You don't play the music, but they listen to you, so that's good. Oh, yeah. You got that going for you. I've got two. uh, This segment is called Corn Balls. Oh, I have okay. two different things that look or sound corny. All right. All this right. is the cornball segment. This is a new segment. I'll have to alert Jerry Recco when he gets back that <laughs> I've got now a new segment called cornballs. How many are you up to now? Cornballs. Uh, cornballs. Buzz no buzz. Yeah. Uh, a good, good for, for you. you. Uh, and I make up other ones as cool we go Cool games. Along. Cool games. That's, yep. an, that's an NFL NF- Sunday Yeah, thing. exclusive. That's a, or a Friday, a football Friday right. thing. Cool games right. where we look forward to cool games of the weekend. Yeah. But this is the cornball segment. I have two stories that involve cornballs. One, Scott Hansen, total cornball. He has uh, signed a multi-year extension to continue hosting Red Zone. Now, he is a cornball, but I like him. Your thoughts? My thoughts are what they do on that channel is tremendous. Yes. And I know he's there's the, the Siciliano version as well. Like, there's two guys yeah, I don't that care do for him. Oh. Why? Because he's got big ears? Yeah, because I don't see him, actually. I'm a Scott Hansen guy. Okay. I get the Scott Hansen red He can zone. be as corny as he wants. Yeah. As long as those who are viewing, you know, the Red Zone channel get what they need. Yes. And the guy does his job and, you know, takes you in and out and is there for all the action. It's all that matters, right? Yeah. You're not tuning in for Scott Hansen's, like, commentary or corny or witty jokes. You're there to see what's going on in the games around the league. But I like, listen, I, I think he is corny, but... He exudes joy yes. of his job. Does it in an endearing way. He loves, like you, like everything becomes a job at some point, no matter how great it is, uh-huh. right? To be a quarterback, to be, it still is a job. This guy actually seems like he gets excited that it's Sunday. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I get to watch all of these games, comment on them. He's pumped up. Why the heck not? 
eight hours of television. Yeah. Octobox. I get that to a much lesser extent. Yeah. I work on the, the radio version of that yeah. for on Sirius. Yeah. Sunday Drive. Like, I don't host it or anything, but I do updates on that. And I look forward to those Sundays during the NFL season because, and it's selfish, I get paid to go and watch the games, which yes. I'd want to do at home anyway. Right. And I don't get crap from my wife about it. Because, oh, you're home. Yeah. Can you pay attention to us? Right. Kids, you're working. Say, I got to go work. But I get to sit there and watch all the games on the Sunday ticket and direct TV. I got all the games in the box. And I'm following along with the scores and the stats. And I get a chance to come on and, you know, give all the information. Right. Every, whatever, 20 minutes or so. And it's great. You talk so fast when you're over there doing updates. Have I'm to. like, wh- I'm trying to grasp what you said. I know. It was- I wish I didn't have to do, but it's you know it's a timed out. Which I oh, always got two minutes like, why? basically. Why do you have two minutes? What are they getting to? Those two guys talking some more? Just do the update. Uh, not so much them the talking. Scores. Usually they like minute. they like to get back to the to the play by play action. They like yeah. to get back to more commercials for a service I'm paying for. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the few shows that were on that that has a lot of commercials. It makes no sense. Yeah. So oh. they're not the red zone version. Can I tell you. That's why red zone and Scott Hansen. Rule. I understand. Well, when you get in the car, you have us no as sort of the commercials intermediary to get you back home and keep an eye on what's going on. Why doesn't Red Zone offer a radio feed for stations? Like we could take it on Sundays. That'd be awesome. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Can you look into it? I mean, I guess it's it's one of those things where would the TV simulcast come across yes. the right way on the radio? It sure it would. would. give you the info you need? I just need Would it drive man. you nuts? And they're like, oh, my God, look at that. Look at that incredible pass. I can't look. I'm oh. in the car. Yeah. I worked with Scott. I worked in uh, Tampa when Scott Hansen was in Tampa. He was the local ABC sports guy. All right. So I used to uh, cover the Bucks with him. Bucks. Did he go straight to NFL Network from there? I don't know. Like, hey, I'm the local guy in Tampa, and now I have one of the coolest jobs in the in the country. No, who else? Nice Sage Steele was on that same channel. Wow. ABC local so they, covered they, Buccaneers. They produced some big-time media types. Yeah, look at that. me. Tampa, you, right? And look what's going on there now. They got Tom Brady. They got a Super Bowl. The Lightning of consecutive Stanley Cup championships. Yeah, is that the a Rays big deal? went to the World Series. That the Lightning won the second. Is it a big deal? Yeah, is it a big deal? No. So if this were, it's not a buzz, no buzz. But if it was, you would say no buzz. Yeah, and I'm a hockey fan. Really? Why? Because the the series itself was not compelling. Like Boomer said, we basically watched the Stanley Cup final play out between the Lightning and the Islanders. You know? That was the more exciting Hell, Nikita Kucherov even said it last night as he was sitting at the Zoom uh, podium shirtless chugging a beer and was like, you know, Montreal last round was their cup final. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Tampa Bay, yeah, let them win a game so we can come back and win on home ice. Nobody took it seriously. They wiped the floor. I mean, the games were close. You give Montreal credit for hanging in there. And it one nothing game last night. It's like they blew them out in every game. But you never got the sense Tampa Bay wasn't going to win. So that was a 4-1 series? It was. Gentleman sweep, as they call it. Oh, yeah. Was that right? Five-gamer. Gentleman sweep. Yep. You give them one. Like, you give them one. Come back and win on home ice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The gentleman sweep. Yeah. Uh, my second cornball story is uh, the Kurt Warner movie, American Underdog, yeah. got a, a what they call a teaser trailer that hit the internet yesterday. It was mm-hmm. some clips of the movie along with a talking to Kurt Warner and talking to the guy who's playing Kurt yes. Warner. And Kurt Warner's wife, who's an executive producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This looks super corny. It does. I, I feel I like Kurt. I want to like Love Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. Um, I like when he comes on and breaks down football. He's, you can tell he's still passionate about it. He's into it. He watches all the film, studies all these guys. He works hard. He's on NFL Network. He does Westwood games. You know, he's still very involved. But, yeah, 
I mean, unless somehow they're not giving us really what it's going to look like. Like, I saw a green screen in the back of one of the cuts, so maybe the stadiums will look cooler in the actual movie. It's tough to make football look good in film unless you're using actual footage. Right. Which, why didn't they just do that? Or doubles who are football players. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks it just looks like a lot of people on the internet were saying it looks like a lifetime movie. Yeah. It it, doesn't it looks look like good. a film from a kid's film school. The guy who's playing him like with all the equipment on just looks incredibly unathletic. <laughs> like and I get Warner, you know, outside of having a great arm, it's not like he was a, you know, shredded athlete with an amazing body and, you know, a fast runner or anything like that. He was a sitting duck in the pocket, especially late in his career. We saw that the year Eli took over for him. He you know, just hold on to the ball forever. Yeah. But I mean he had a ton of success, obviously. There were those, a great ball. There were those years with the Rams. Yeah. Where I used to go watch the games at like a sports bar where you would see all the, they'd be on all the TVs. And where were you Where were you at this point? Were you back in New in Jersey? Jersey? Yeah, back I used to Jersey. go to Fox and Hound at the oh, Menlo yes. Mall. Yes, Fox and Hound. Me and my sure. friend Paul and his brother Joe. Huh. And we would go there, and you would, like, be getting your beer, be getting your wings. You'd look up, it'd be 21 nothing. Greatest show on turf. I mean, it, they were unbelievable. Yeah, they were. They were unbelievable. It would be like two step drop, swing it down the field, <laughs> seven nothing. Four, it was like it's twenty one nothing already. I didn't yeah. even get, sip my my beer yet. I mean, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, yes. Tory Holt. I mean, they were they were dominant. They were dominant. They were. That's what I. That's that type of football I like. Like I should have just become a Ram fan. Oh yeah, point. you like blowouts, non compelling games, and just destroying everything. I just like up and down. So you like watching Throw the, the Chiefs ball now? Deep. You like yeah. watching the Chiefs? Yes. Yeah. Like I mean, I do too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 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 So I'm not sure I'm going to watch this film, but maybe it's like a film for kids. Like, look, kids, you can. Inspirational. Inspirational. You could yes. be um, stocking shelves at the supermarket one week, be in the arena football, which no one cares about, and then boom, <laughs> Super Bowls with multiple teams. Good for the kids. And then the adults watch it just to poke fun at the car crash that it is. Yeah. Right? But a great story. It is a great story. We've had him in here many times. We had his wife in here one time. There you go. We had him and his wife in here one time. They've got a huge family. Is it's that right? Hu- yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they have like the Warner family four is or huge. five kids. One, I know his kids. They're getting older. I want to say they're one of them plays in high school or is trying to play in college or might be in college already playing somewhere, trying to take after dad. So good for them. Good. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Yeah. Uh, and the XFL. Is planning to return in twenty twenty. What are we doing here? Just go away. Yeah, go away. I didn't see this yesterday. I'm, I'm curious if uh, Oliver Lux involved again, Andrew Lux's dad, because he was the commissioner of yeah. when they tried to pick it back up, and then they went bankrupt, and then they were trying to merge with like the Canadian Football League, Who and that fell knows. through. But they go, that fell through. We're coming back in twenty twenty three. No one wants you, right? How many times are you going to try and fail at this right. point? Just stick to wrestling. You know, it's good wrestling, which is what they're involved in. For some do people, wrestling. myself doesn't wrestling doesn't, doesn't do, do anything. anything for me, but we either. understand that yeah. it's a, a quality entertainment. Sure. Speaking of which, someone tipped me off. That came up last night on the Mets broadcast game wrestling? two. Yeah. So I guess Howie and Wayne Randazzo were discussing, for some reason, impractical jokers and Wayne. Well, they were there. Oh, is that why? I saw okay. a screenshot right. on Twitter. So that, the impractical jokers why. were at the game. Well, that's why. And Wayne was noting how his grandmother, I guess, is into the show. She loves impractical jokes. Uh, evidently. <laughs> so, so Howie goes, you know, that reminds me. 
in the 1960s, my maternal grandparents from Eastern Europe, Eastern or Western, Western Europe, I don't know. And he's like, they loved watching wrestling. And he's like, they, if you wanted to, that was a scene watching my grandparents get into the wrestling. And then they were going through all the names, which of course mean nothing to me because I don't, I, I am oh, probably I the that. least informed person about wrestling ever. So I'll have to, I'll pull that for you yes. and let you hear that. Because they were going right down the list, rattling. I was impressed Wayne was keeping up with them. It's like 1960s wrestling. Wayne, 60s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of these guys. I'm not sure I know guys from the 60s, but maybe one of them was sneaking in some wrestlers from the 80s. Yeah, maybe, right. He he was referencing his grandparents watching it in the 60s, but then they gave you more of a multiple decades roster of names, perhaps. Maybe. I couldn't tell you because none, none of them mean anything to me. We always think whatever era we grew up watching something in was the best. Like, I think 80s baseball, 80s wrestling. But yeah. That was the era I grew I up in. I miss the 90s myself. Right, so you um, love the 90s. Yeah, I do. I did. Yeah. It's like when I talk with Evan Roberts sometimes about the Howard Stern show. Because Evan didn't start listening till he was already on satellite. So I always think like the greatest era of Howard Stern show is Jackie the Joke Man and Billy West. Again, Evan goes right to the Artie Lang years. You know, it's whatever you sure wherever that first made its greatest impression. Which is Rock funny with music, him. If you follow that, like any type of music, that's the greatest generation of music. Yeah, was your most likely high school college years. Yes, unique for Evan with Stern in that. He already had the connection to him before he actually was a listener of the show. Right. He was in the movie, right. Private Parts. Yeah. Understandable that he wouldn't have been a listener at a young age because it wouldn't have been appropriate for right. him. Right. Yeah. The, the Stern stuff is another thing. It's sacrilegious, but I I know nothing. You're out of touch. I know him. I know the name Artie Lang. But other than that, I don't know the characters. I don't know their so roles. If I give you a quiz, Stern show or wrestler, you probably wouldn't do well. Probably not. Outside of like some, some like them. main, like you know, the yeah. main players, like uh, well, obviously, if you gave me, you know, Howard Stern, Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand the difference. Which one was the wrestler? But it probably doesn't go a whole lot further beyond that, right? Yeah. All right, that's fair. Yeah. All right, let's take a break here, CeeLo. When we come back, let's do the um, lug nut story. Let's do the Trevor Bauer situation. Let's do a little Mets, which we haven't touched on. What else do I have here? Oh, a rod and a bevy of beauties. Oh. And Boomer and Geo at six. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. CeeLo, you told me somebody was looking for Counting Crows music. Yeah, he said he listens just to hear Counting Crows and 80s music coming back from the break. So there you go. You gave him what he wanted. Rain King. That, to me, is the best Counting Crows song. It's upbeat. It's fun. Huh. It's rocking out. I have a feeling that's probably a bit of a controversial take, probably, right? I don't no? know. No? It's up there. It's uh, if you punch easy, in. Easy top five? It's an easy top five. Okay. If you punch in Counting Crows onto Spotify, it's a top five uh, streaming song of theirs. All right. 100%. What do I have for you now, CeeLo? You wanted to do the, the lug nuts story. Oh, lug nuts story. Yeah. yeah. So Drew Locke, a Broncos quarterback, was driving through Kansas City. And a car going the other way on Interstate 70 lost a tire. How that happens, I have no idea. Yeah, How you like lose just a on tire. the highway. Yeah, it just there comes flying off. 
the and it jumped the uh, the median, and the tire missed the Drew Lock's car, but one of the little lug nuts went right through his windshield. Through the windshield. Wow, that thing was traveling pretty Lying. fast then. So he just, a tire hitting your car from the opposite side of an interstate, that will kill you. What are the odds of that happening? It happened to my sister. Really? Yeah, down to the Jersey Turnpike. A tire came bouncing, and then luckily it hit the uh, the like the grill of her car. But if that goes through your windshield, you are dead. Uh, well, if a it, tire if it coming through your windshield goes through your windshield yeah. directly at you, what if it goes through the passenger side That's where you're true. not sitting? Hopefully, no one's sitting. That's there. an interesting. You think Drew Locke feels like he he cheated death? Maybe I feel like Drew Locke might feel like he's got like a target on his back because it's been. Is that right? Well, not so much just from this situation, but I feel like it's been a bit of a struggle for him since he got into the. Like, it hasn't been smooth sailing for him in Denver. That's and right. there was talk in the offseason about, you know, what the Broncos were going to I think they brought Tyrod Taylor in, like his ninth team. He's every every season he changes. But he's not exactly um the shoe in starter in Denver. And there was talk of, you know, would Aaron Rodgers go there? Would they try to make some sort of acquisition, you know, in the offseason, maybe Deshaun Watson? So he's not exactly on solid ground. So yeah, okay. We made it through the offseason. They didn't make a major acquisition. Let me get ready for training camp. And now he's got tires and lug nuts flying out of yeah. the guy. You know, he just can't. Everywhere he turns, I feel like there's trouble. He's dodging it, though. This Remember is they why... were the team they had, I think, all three quarterbacks, right? They were in hot water. They all got COVID in the same week. And they had right. to start that kid who wasn't even a quarterback since yes. college or whatever. And they he wanted was to involved st- in that. They were trying to get their coach to be able to be a quarterback. Yes. They would, exactly. NFL wouldn't let him. Exactly. The guy Boomer knows from Long Island, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. Former Long Island uh, East Island yeah. Quarterback or yeah. something. The guy that broke all Boomer's records, I think yes. it was. Yeah. I'm forgetting right. his name at the Me moment. Me too. Yeah. He's unimportant. Boomer's the important <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. But this is why, like, you know, Jerry makes fun of me for not being able to change a tire. Uh, Sal got made fun of for not being able to change a flat tire. I would be afraid that I wouldn't tighten it enough, and then I my tire would go flying. Because this guy's tire just fell off his car. You got the big biceps. You could tighten that thing. I no can't problem. tighten it. When your cars go, first of all, those lug nuts, how did they, I still am shocked that a tire could come off a car on a highway. Well, we don't, did maybe something happened prior to, like an accident of some sort, or like a major pothole, or I don't know. You're right. I don't know. I've never seen a tire go flying through the air yeah. as a car was driving down the highway. Yeah, you got to be careful. But if the tire comes off, you could understand where the lug nuts would have. If, if right. something was like there was enough of an impact or episode or incident to happen to knock the tire off the car. Plus imagine the car that lost the tire. It had to go yeah. Right into like sparks all sparks over the place everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Not what you want. No. That must have been some scene out on oh, the yeah. Interstate 70. Yep. A-Rod, remember yesterday we told you about uh, this the uh the white the, party. Yeah, the white party yeah. at Michael Rubin his Hamptons uh, party Which for Which Craig was apparently invited to and he he declined. Is that right? That's what he said. Yeah. He didn't want to go to the white party. That's what he said. Weren't you guys supposed? To, weren't you supposed to stop by for a little July Fourth weekend visit? At Craig's ha- yeah, the, yeah. The problem you is were up in the area. I was. I you, didn't end up going. Oh, up okay. in Okay, because you had given him that, like, oh, I'll see. Yeah, you know? he's so far away from where I live. Well, I know that, but it, it sounded like you were going to be up gonna in that be area. I was going to be up in the area, but, you but didn't. I didn't because okay. I didn't. That was my friend's party I was going to go to. Yeah. But even then, I was like, you know what? You bailed on that too, huh? It's Fourth of July. I live at the Jersey Shore. Why am I leaving? Right. Just like you, and you are a local celebrity. You've got the shirt Correct. on today. So why would you want to leave 
the celebrity area where right. you are known and celebrated and worshipped. You want to stay there on a holiday weekend to right. be with your people. Everyone is coming down the shore for Fourth of July weekend. Why would I leave? Swim against the grain. <laughs> right. Swim, the salmon. They go the other. <laughs> swim against the current. Why would I do that? Yeah. So yeah, uh, and just little by little, I just don't want to go anywhere. So, sure. but I did. He, Craig's right. I did keep giving him the. Give him the runaround. Yeah, 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 give him the yeah. runaround. Yeah. I'm so afraid to just say flat out no. I can't make it. You live so you too tease far him away. a little bit instead because you I get actually, his hopes up. Because I think, like, maybe I will venture out of my house, and then mm. I don't want to. Right. So this white party that Craig was evidently invited to. Yeah. This is where you wear white to a party, I mm-hmm. suppose. Uh, we told you yesterday that uh, James Harden and Meek Mills were tickling each <laughs> I other I never at went this and party. watched that. I meant to watch that video. I didn't. But another thing that happened at the party is A-Rod was there. Uh-huh. And uh, according to page six, he was, quote, surrounded by a bevy of beauties. So now has he moved mm. on from already from um JLo? No, well, I know that. But then wasn't he like seen with Affleck's ex shortly after yes. that? So that's that's no longer that a thing anymore. No longer so thing. that was short lived. That was just the old let me get back at you shot over the bow and then yeah. he just kicked her to the curb. How did she not see that? Maybe she did and didn't care. Maybe she didn't and care, wanted right. to get back at, at Ben as well. Maybe they had a deal. Listen, we know this is that seems pretty a pretty transparent yeah. situation of what was going on there. Yeah, I like that move though. Mm, okay, but uh, he was surrounded by a bevy of beauties, mm. but it said he was not interested. That he was most interested in talking with Jay Z and his. Uh, I think he brought his nephew or something. Oh, probably talking business. Yeah, he runs into the business deals these days. How many women would it? take for you to consider it a bevy of beauties um surrounded like surrounding me so well, it's like, like the ratio of women to me yeah like what's a bevy i would say three three yeah as a, as an entry point mm-hmm. Any, th- anything th- north of two yeah really is a bevy of beauties sure. well how I think often you need four Al, let me ask you this <laughs> when <laughs> when's the last time you were seen somewhere with more than one woman surrounded with a bevy just forget bevy just more than one <laughs> Never, probably, right? Never. So that's why I think I think north of now, if you want to ask me how many for the likes of an A Rod. Yeah, what would be considered a bevy of beauties? I would say four, four more yeah, that's than yeah, four. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was three, it'd just be like there were three chicks hanging around A Rod. Yeah, but did it did it seem no, like he bevy. arrived with them? You know, no. like oh, no, he so arrived. That, okay, okay. With See, his, I thought uh, this nephew. was like part of his his no, his, his crew, his traveling party, his no. entourage. Yeah, he All showed right, yeah. up with his. Cousin or nephew, somebody. His cousin, Yuri Sucrate, whatever the heck his <laughs> name was. They see Jay Z, <laughs> they go fell hang off out. The face of the earth. <laughs> Bevy of Beauties. Maybe it was Yuri. <laughs> Bevy of Beauties comes over. <laughs> Bevy I'm all of choked Be- up. So the Bevy of Beauties, it wasn't like um, one at a time. This was a crew, no, they a crew like, of gals that said, let's hey. go. Over to A-Rod. A-Rod's okay. over there, and he's single. All right, so then that changes my answer then. Yeah, it definitely has to be at least four then. Yeah, at least four. See, I thought count. he showed up with some, you know, like a team, essentially. No, no, no. Okay. He showed up single, smart. Interesting. Goes to the white party, single. Yeah, four then. He probably and, was looking at, like, James Harden and Meek Mills tickling each other and was like, get me a bevy of beauty sure. over here instead. And we have no video or photos of this. There was no. video of the Harden thing, but we don't yeah. have, like, visual evidence of the bevies of be- the bevy of beauties with a No, we do not. Huh. But he was not interested in the bevy of beauties. Wow. He's come, he's come, come a long way. He was talking he's changing business. changing before our very eyes. Yes. The Dodgers have canceled Trevor Bauer bobblehead night. How, how could you not? Probably a good idea. Yeah, I would think so. Set for August 19th. <laughs> yeah. 
Evidently, his jersey and other merchandise you also cannot buy on MLB Shop or Fanatics. There's just no upside to that right now, right? Yeah. You know, they're already taking heat for the fact that they didn't do something with him until MLB stepped in. So it's like, what, you're going to profit off this guy now with the fan base? So smart move, whoever decided that. Now, normally these bobbleheads are sponsored. So there's like a sponsor on the base of the bobblehead. Yeah. They Dodgers are going to owe that company another bobblehead. Oh, well, you know, they, they make a ton of money. The Dodgers, they're worth a ton of money. They've got the biggest payroll in baseball. They'll be fine. They can handle it. The bobbleheads are really, they yeah. all look alike anyway. I don't understand the craze. People collect know, them like still, they're, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm Never did much for me. Me neither. No. Not like people, interested in bobbleheads. Season ticket holders that, yo, know, they sell a bunch of games, but then they need, to, if they don't go to that game because they sold it or couldn't make it, I need you to get me yeah. the bobblehead or whatever the giveaway might have been. Yeah. I don't, who cares? I went to a, a, a Met game once with someone and they said, uh, you know, they had an extra ticket, which they were gifting me. Yeah. Come to the game. So you needed to tip them then, right? I didn't tip them, but <laughs> they said, uh, I'm gonna need the giveaway. Though. Right? Yeah, you can you can come to the game, <laughs> but you can't have the giveaway. My grandfather wants the giveaway. <laughs> I said, "All right, I guess that's a great line from Fleeks just now." What did he hand. say? He goes, "Was it Evan?" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Mm. Yeah, you're right though. Bobbleheads, not the only the the Star Wars night bobbleheads and Marvel. Those I I feel like are collectible items yeah. in that universe. Of course, as as we say this, we were just surrounded by bobbleheads. You've got four or five over there. I've yep. got three over here behind me. There's a, another six over here. Including. Oh. <laughs> well, that's broken. My alma mater is a yeah. Quinnipiac hockey uh, bobblehead with yeah. the bobcat. We've got all sorts and of bobbleheads I, in here. I just here. picked it up to show you, and the head came flying off. That's that is, unfortunate. Boomer the bobcat just was beheaded. That's PTI's fault because they were surrounded by bobbleheads, I, I think, for a long time. And yes. then every show just started Aren't putting bobbleheads. Aren't they still? Heads. And they got a lot of they got yeah, the, behind them. the heads on the stick, Yeah, too. heads on sticks. Oh, his ear came off. Oh, That's boy. unfortunate. That's okay. All right, CeeLo. Let's take one more short break. Uh, <laughs> uh, Boomer and Geo. We'll join you at six. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few more minutes between before uh, Boomer and Geo. CeeLo, uh, Fugazi or not Fugazi? Oh, new, seg- new segment Oh, here. Jerry and I have done this okay. in the past, but it was another so one I list. forgot about. It's yeah. on the list. Way to listen, CeeLo. Yeah, come on, CeeLo. <laughs> Step your game up. Fair point. Fugazi or not Fugazi? The Tampa Rays took five pitchers yeah. to combine for a seven-inning no-hitter. Major Fugazi. <laughs> yeah. On so many levels. No offense to the Rays. I mean, it's not right. their fault. It's a good job. Fugazi. Yeah. It's not a no-hitter. No. First of all, it's seven innings and five guys. Yeah. Five guys. Even if it was one guy, they don't acknowledge these seven-inning no-hitters. So who the heck cares? But at least with <laughs> if it was one guy, you could say if he had the nine innings, he had the potential. Right. Awesome. All these technicalities now. We can thank Rob Manfred for that. And Otani hit his 30-second home run. 
When doesn't he hit one? My goodness. And that's before the All-Star break. Yeah, so he broke the single-season Japanese record. Matsui had it for a full season, and he just broke it in half a season. Yeah. Not bad. We keep separate records for Japanese players? I don't know if it's it's like considered an official record, but somebody did the digging to find out which Japanese player has the most home runs in a single season, and it was Hideki Matsui. Okay, let's do this then for Otani. Let's do over-under. Uh-huh. 55 home 55. runs. 55. Wow. I'll take the under, actually. Oh, you think he's going to cool off? It's tough to keep that pace up. It could it be is. an injury at some point, yeah. you know. He's not getting injured. He's the one seed for the Derby on Monday. Not that that's a surprise. And then after the Derby, he'll be like, oh, I, I'm, I am hurt from the Derby. Right. This if he goes deep in the Derby, there do. could be a fatigue factor. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of elements here. But at least he's going, unlike Jacob deGrom. Oh, you're down on deGrom for yes. that? Down on deGrom. He's been before. Down on... So... Down on DeGrom. He takes the time off. I'm so down. As a Met fan, I know Boomer's thrilled that he's taking the time off. And good for Jake. Not only did he say, I'm not going to go, appreciate the honor, but I'm going to spend the time with my family. Oh. Hopefully, Ty, meaning Taiwan Walker, replaces me. Yeah. So he volunteered, to, to, volunteered a lesser pitcher. Wow. Another way to look at it.